Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 297, brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says our results are a measure of our methods, not a reflection of our success. I love that. And joining me on today's show is Krista Hutchins. Now, Krista provides ministry and leadership coaching and project management for women who want to communicate and lead and who are communicating and leading. And she uses her 30 plus years experience as a project manager to provide practical insight into moving your God-sized dream from vision to action. Now, she lives in South Louisiana with her husband in their delightfully empty nest, where you usually will find her with her nose stuck in a book or sipping on a tall, triple, non-fat peppermint mocha. My mouth is watering, Krista. Now, on today's show, she's going to share that God often is weaving a story that we know nothing about. She's going to talk about how God made us for community and none of us should try to do this alone, as well as we've lost a growth opportunity when we say, don't look at what others are doing or stay in your own lane or even just worry about what you are doing. We should definitely look at what others are doing, not to compare but to learn. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you. I've been binging your past episodes over the last few weeks since I discovered your podcast and I learned so much and appreciate what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, my guests have just been um, incredibly awesome. They're sharing great, great insights. But what I love about this podcast is we get to be able to see that through the lens of how God really wanted us to live life and be able to use our gifts and and our talents, obviously, to honour him in every way in in the work that we are doing. I love to give guests an opportunity just to share their backstory, how they got into the business, the work that uh, they are now currently doing was it something that you always loved to do project management I mean obviously you were very organized from a young age how did you transition into that work um so I have um, a degree in chemical engineering I always knew I was inclined towards math and technical things and so um, I started my work career just like any other new graduate and after a few few years I realized that um, I enjoyed the aspect of bringing people together and um, and helping work across disciplines to coordinate information and um, and so I moved into project management 
and I've, I've done that for over 30 years in the engineering and construction industry. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long journey. And, um, so, but I love it. I love the collaborative part of project management. Yes. Speaking of collaboration and, and project management, I mean, you would have seen quite a bit of a shift in the technologies that we now have at our fingertips. So just share with me, with the project management and the teams that you are obviously supporting, are a lot of the tools that you now use digital or online, are you benefiting and leveraging those? Yeah, I um, actually was... The first, I worked for the same company for 29 years. I left them last year and, um, and I was the first person in the company to have what was then called a suitcase computer. And it was actually the size of a suitcase and it had a screen that was about eight by eight inches. Wow. But my company bought the very first one of those portable computers that they own when I went home on maternity leave and they gave me the opportunity to work from home. So I've You're always, a pioneer. <laughs> yeah. So from the very early days of my career, I um, have worked remotely and used technology in order to, um, to expand our ability to collaborate. Yes. Um, I think it's so amazing when we can, I mean, just like you and I are talking today on opposite ends of the world, that just boggles my mind to mm. see how, um, how in the professional sense, God can use the talents and the abilities of people. And from a spiritual sense that he can connect our hearts across so many miles using technology. Yeah. So it's been really cool to see how the technology has developed and expanded over yeah, the years. Yeah, I love that too. I mean, when you think um, we obviously here have our own home church, but we're mm -hmm. able to watch, uh, you know, church services from all over the world, those churches who who stream those live right. and the messages that we have at our fingertips is is just incredible. So mm -hmm. I love the way the Lord is, is leveraging and allowing um, his people who are working in his ministry to do so as well. Now, one of the things that you want to talk about today, and I love this, God of often is weaving a story that we know nothing about. Share more about this. Maybe this is something that has happened in your own life as well. Yeah, this is some um, sort of how um, I got to where I'm doing what I'm doing. I, I still work full time as a project manager um, in, um, in engineering and construction, but I also have my own business on the side. Um, do a new thing where I coach women um, who are communicating and leading. Mm. Um, and so um, I always thought of those as two completely separate things. I did my very um, businessy thing over here, and I thought that what God was doing to me as I kind of rose through the ranks in my company was going to be having me be the bright light in the dark corner office and all of that kind of thing. Um, but then I came to a point where all of that just came kind of crashing down. There's a, a, a long story there, but it just didn't work out the way I expected. And of course I was devastated and, and hurt and broken. And that was in that same season that um, through my association with some volunteer work and a large women's online ministry, that God showed me how he could use those skills that I had learned over the years as a project manager mm. to help very creative women who sometimes have a hard time um, thinking through things step by step and like a project. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, 
am now seeing how God prepared me all through those years, um, all through the different experiences I had, all the skills that I learned through those years, um, how God is now using them in his ministry that I thought was a completely separate world. You know, I had my work world and I had my volunteer world and my church world and never the two shall meet. Mm -hmm. um, but God has woven them together in a very beautiful way. And I'm excited to see how he's going to continue to use what I've learned professionally to minister to women who are in expanding their impact for his kingdom. Yeah, I love that. I And I can see that in my own life as well and how interesting mm -hmm. that the Lord can often put obstacles and challenges in our way, but actually it's a pivot. And wouldn't yes. it be wonderful if he allowed us to see into that and say, you know, I've got you and you know what we, and I'm asking, pre-framing this really, because I'd love you to speak into um, maybe someone is going through that season at the moment and right in that moment of challenge can be really hard. So I'd love you to speak some insights that you've learned but you know sometimes we joke on this podcast that wouldn't it be wonderful where God actually lets us know gives us a heads up and say well this is going to happen and from there you're going to go here but but it doesn't happen often that way and that's where faith is just so important so what were some of the things that you did were there bible verses that you lent into that you reminded yourself of was it prayer praise all of the above how how did you get get through that so that uh, you because sometimes we can take ourselves out and completely just go you know what that's it I'm, I'm done so how can you share some insights today for someone that might well, be struggling i have to admit i didn't do it very gracefully <laughs> at the time <laughs> um i was frustrated and i was angry and although i never really lost my faith in yeah. god i lost my faith in the company that i had given my life to yes. and in the leadership of that company and so that was very hard for me to come to terms with. I'm naturally a very loyal person. And so it was hard for me to realize that that loyalty um, wasn't going to serve me any longer in that place. And so I wrestled really poorly with that, I think, um, and tried to make it work for much longer than I probably should have. Um, but when I was, when I finally let it go and just said, okay, God, I'm, I'm just going to trust whatever the next step is that you give me. Um, and I walked into that next step, the relief and the freedom was something I can hardly even express mm. to, 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 that, to realize how long I had tried to force it. And so I think that's one thing that I really learned is that when God is trying to push us into a new direction, um, that we need to not resist it um, mm. because of sentimental reasons or our heartstring attachments, that we need to be brave and step into the new place that he's calling us to. And I so like that, that that was, uh, I think I just waited a bit too long to embrace what he was really trying to do. And now I'm really glad that I've finally let go and let and listen to him for yeah, a bit. Yeah. Something that you mentioned uh, in your situation, and this is something that many of us have to go through. There are other people involved. And I recall a situation where there was some real hurt, some real letdown. Mm -hmm. And I had to go through a real season of forgiveness because um, otherwise we can harbor ill will, uh, even, you know, mistrust. And I thought, you know, one of my core values is trust and integrity. And if I go through 
life being mistrusting of others or even assuming I just didn't want to be jaded that way and so what were some of the things that you did I mean it sounds as if you had to go through that forgiveness and just release it were there some things that you you did again prayer and 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 praise what what sort of worked for you because this can be hard to forgive yeah it was, um, I think for one thing that, that sometimes not everyone has the benefit of doing, but that really helped me was that I was able to completely physically separate from Mm. the situation and that, and that helped a lot. Um, and, and gave me the room to, um, to seek forgiveness, um, and to, to work hard at that. It's, it's still not easy. It's still rather fresh. Um, only, um, you know, just a little under a year from going through that. Um, and so it's, it's still hard. It's still tough, but I'm just, you know, I'm clinging to, um, the verse that God has given me for this year is in Habakkuk two, two and three, um, where he's talking about writing down his revelation on the tablets and giving it to the heralds so that everybody can hear what God has said. But then he says, that revelation speaks to the end, not the beginning of our journey, but that revelation speaks to the end of our journey. And then he says this beautiful thing, though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come. Mm. And that's where I've kind of had to just rest in a lot of areas that, um, that God has promised that that forgiveness will come, that those relationships can be healed, that, that I can eventually look back on that time as, and see the benefit of it. Mm. And though it lingers, it will come. What he's promised, what he's revealed will come, whether that's um, redeeming that situation whether that's the promises he's made around my new business, whether that's the promises he's made in my family, um, what he's promised will come. It may look different than what I expected, um, but it will come and it will, and what he's promised speaks to the end, not the, the hard place that I'm in right now. Yeah. One of the lessons that I've learned is that, uh, and, and I'm continuously m- reminded of this because I like to, to, to have things managed as well and be in control. Mm-hmm. And what we know is that when we do like to have control and everything in its box and everything nice, God comes right. and shuffles it up because it reminds us you're relying on your own strength and you re- need to rely right. on mine. Looking back to where you are now and where you began, really leaning into him and and reminding yourselves of the promises and and bringing it to prayer you, you can you then see just how far god has taken you and you realize my goodness if i hadn't uh, uh, you know if he hadn't kept me in that season there's just no way that you would have grown um so deep would you agree yeah. that that's so true and and as you say it's still a process Yeah, it's so funny because after being in that male-dominated world for so long, I was totally comfortable being the only female in the room. I had been for years and years, and um, and so I was totally comfortable in that, and I'm actually quite a bit intimidated by large groups of women. And so if you had told me 10 years ago that I would be heavily involved in the leadership of an organization that's leading 100,000 women in online Bible study um, and, and having a side business where I am 
um, ministering almost exclusively to women who are in ministry and leadership, uh, I would have laughed at you because I would have told you all those women scare me. I don't know how to relate to yeah. them. I don't know how to talk to them. Mm -hmm. But if I had not gone through that hard season that I went through, I may not have embraced this new place that God led me to right into right into this world. So yes. I can definitely see how, um, how God has been shaping and changing me and putting me in places that I never, ever would have expected mm. because he saw more of me, of my abilities, of my, um, I always say I don't have a lot of fluffy words, you know, <laughs> I have a lot of, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, my fluffy words fail me sometimes. And that's yeah. one of my issues sometimes in relating to women that need some fluffy words. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I so love that. Um, God's just developing that in me as I go. And yeah. so I see how as I've leaned into him and just released my preconceived notions of, you know, I can't work with this kind of person. I don't have this kind of ability. I just lean in and let him draw out what he's put there that mm. I really don't even have any ideas there. Yeah. It's interesting that you should say that. And I'm, I'm laughing in my own mind because I'm, I recall a situation where my daughter, I mean, she's got a beautiful voice and she plays instruments. And years ago, someone approached her from the worship team, said, we would love you to join the worship team. And she said, no, 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 no. She said, no, I can't do that and now she's you know leading the worship she's singing she's playing all sorts of instruments and I said isn't it interesting that often when we say no I can't do that God said right. well I have different plans my child just watch but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know when he when he does that he's not doing it um He's doing it from a place that he's prepared us for, yes. even if we don't realize yeah. that he's prepared us. He's been planting those seeds in mm. our heart. He's been giving us those skills we need. He's been giving us that experience and background that we need to minister wherever he is sending us. I, I often say that um, if God has, going, has called you to do something, mm -hmm. he is going to give you the resources to do it. Right. Yes. Those resources may look different than you expect. You may have to barter things you have to get things you don't have, but he will provide the resources one way or another to mm. do what he's called you to do. Yeah, so, so true. Now, I love the way that you've said one of the areas that you have been developing and he's been developing in you is the ability to now network and support large groups of women. And that beautifully segues into the next point you want to share that God made us for community. We really shouldn't do this alone. So share some more around this. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that's one of the mistakes I probably made early in my new little business when I started it is I, I thought I needed to rely only on myself and that asking someone if, if I was going into a into a business where I was kind of trying to be the expert at something um, and, and have value as an expert, that if I asked people for help, that diminished my standing as an expert. Right. And so I, I it took me a long time to come to to grips with that and understand how important it was to collaborate and to work together and how much more we can accomplish when we work together, when we're working towards a win-win situation with someone else um, and we, we benefit and they benefit all of our um, our audience and clients benefit mm -hmm. because we're bringing value from from a, a bigger base than if we're working only on our, our own selves. Yeah. Um, 
I think the other place where community is really important is because is when we are working behind our uh, ourselves, um, and a lot of the work, I, almost all of the work I do is online. So I'm physically by myself most of the time. Yeah. And so I can just get inside my own head, right? And, and it's a scary place in there. <laughs> and so when you have a community of people that you're working with, um, that you're walking alongside, it gets you out of your own head. Mm. Um, and you can get ideas from other people, you get support and you get encouragement, you lighten the load. Um, and it's just so much, um, so much sweeter to uh, accomplish your goals walking alongside other people yes. than it is doing it alone. Yeah. What would you say to someone then that has struggled with that? Because I mean, what a lot of people don't realize, I mean, I've shared this on, on the podcast, I'm actually an extroverted introvert, put a microphone in front of me, and I'm fine. But put me yeah. in a room of people that I don't know, I would much rather just sit in a corner and huddle up with people that I do already know, yeah. like and trust. But that again, being in our comfort zone is is not going to get us out there and collaborate and look for other like minded people that we can grow this strong community. So looking back, I mean, hindsight is such a wonderful teacher. What were some yeah. things that you can really see? Maybe God, um, I don't know, maybe he just trusts you in those situations or maybe it was more of a slow process. But what really helped you start to realize, you know what, this is not scary, as scary as I thought and, and allowed you to feel more comfortable. What were some of the, the insights that you learned? Well, I think... Um... Uh, there were a couple of times where I re I got really brave, you know, it was really hard. I got really brave, but I reached out to some other more established people mm. and, and said, Hey, can I just have a phone call with you and, and just share what I'm doing? Yeah. Um, and I was very excited and surprised that a, a couple of them graciously um, offered to do that. And I think once you've done that once, it's a lot easier to do it again and again. Mm -hmm. So at some point, you just have to take that brave step and and understand that even if they say no, you've built your brave muscle. So use it again until somebody says yes. And then you begin to develop um, a community around you. Mm -hmm. I, I think the other place thing is to to show up where you're where you think your people are and just add value. Mm. You know, I think back there was a time we when we were younger and my husband and I moved around quite a bit. And I um we moved into a church and I saw in our Sunday school class, these two ladies across the room, and I just could see the way they interacted with each other. They were about my age, had kids my kid's age, and I said, Lord, I want those to be my friends. Mm -hmm. That's who I want to be my friends, those two ladies. And so, um, you know, I know this sounds a little bit creepery, creepery and stalkery now these days, but I figured out where they were serving in church. They were serving in this certain part of the children's ministry. And so I volunteered to serve there too. And I came in and I offered help and I offered value and um, it, to that ministry. And I offered, you know, just my time and my love to those kids. Mm -hmm. and, and I developed the relationship with those women that I wanted to be my friends. And I, you know, I could have just sat back for a long time and hoping that they were going to come and, you know, invite me to lunch or whatever. Mm. But I went where they were and I pitched in. And I think especially now in this kind of online collaborative world that we a lot of us function in, you know, going into a Facebook group where people are and, and offering to help, answering questions mm. from a sincere 
attitude, servant attitude of helping, not mm -hmm. an attitude of, oh, hey, look at me. I know all the answers, but a sincere servant's heart yes. to love and serve others. I think you will draw the people that God wants you to be um, in community with yes. when you just go and serve. Yeah, I love that. And so often we can provide support. And again, you know, not from an arrogant point of view where you, mm -hmm. you we know everything, but rather from a servant-led um, heart wanting to, to provide that support. And, and sometimes I think as women, and this beautifully segues into the next piece too, we so often put such high expectations. We might say, what on earth do I have to offer? But it could be a tip. It could be a tool. You know, so often we take for granted the gifts and strengths that God has given us and that that someone else who does not have that to them it's a big thing like to be organized project right. management you speak to people who, right. who struggle with that that's a real right. gift but for you it's kind of like wow well, we just go one two three you know so it's so important but let's talk about that you know you say we've lost a growth opportunity when we don't look around when we don't see what other people are sharing and their expertise but we need to do it through the lens of what can I learn how can I be inspired right. but so so often as women, what we do is we look at what they're doing and it kind of puts this big red flag up to say, see what you're not doing. You should be doing more of this too. So I would love right. you to share some insights here. Yeah, I think, you know, when you when you go read about the comparison trap and how to avoid it and those kind of things, most of what you read is, you know, don't look at others, stay in your lane. Well, if you're only staying in your lane and only looking at what you do, you'll only learn what you already know. Mm -hmm. And so in order to learn and to grow, we need to look at what other people are doing. And so if I look at what someone who's ahead of me or beside me, or even someone who used to be behind me and has now passed me up, mm -hmm. um, I can look at her and say, what is she doing? She's obviously doing something right. Okay. So first let me see what she's doing. And then, then the, the second part of that is, is that the right thing for me to do? Mm -hmm. Because it's not always is. Sometimes, you know, because I still work full time um, and I'm pursuing my God dream business on the side, I can't do some of the things that other people are able to do because of my time constraints. Yeah. So where it may be a great thing that she's doing and I can kind of learn what that is, I can't, it's not for me to do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fit for me. So just be, so I think the first piece is looking and learning what they're doing. The second piece is determining if that is, if that applies for you. And then the third piece is how do you implement it in your own way, mm. right? You're not copying what that person has done, but you're taking the concept you've learned from them and implementing it in your own thing, in your own way. Because, you know, really there's not very many things that are completely new. You know, like they said, there's nothing new under the sun. Any business idea almost that you could have, somebody somewhere is doing it probably. Yeah. And um, and so what, what makes it still feasible for you to do is that you're going to bring your own experience to it, your yes. own flavor to it, your own unique um, vision to it. Mm -hmm. And so you can look at what someone else is doing and then figure out how do you apply that through your own lens and make it unique. 
that's what makes something new. The, the original idea probably is not new, but the way that you filter it through your own passion and mm -hmm. your own business, uh, vision and your own skills, that's what makes it new. And that's what makes you unique and draws the right people to you. Yeah. I, I love that you've reminded us of that because so often we can, as you say, get stuck in that comparison mode. But the fact that when we do bring our own unique style and mannerisms and story to whatever level of expertise or where wherever our industry is, there's so much business opportunity out there for each and every one of us. And your ideal client um, resonates more with you and then someone else's ideal client resonates more with her. So that's such a, a great reminder. And often when we don't do that, we're actually negating, as we've said in our conversation previously, we're negating actually what God's planted in us. And um, that's not a nice place to be because one of the things that I'll often say to clients too, if you're not out there sharing your message and your unique unique way with your unique God-given gifts there's someone out there waiting for you to to be inspired right. to be that hope and possibility and she or he is not getting that if you you're not sharing so uh, so important yeah. so share a little bit more about the work that you do and how can people connect with you Krista um yeah so I do uh coaching one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have a group mastermind accountability coaching uh, program that um, I work mostly with writers and bloggers and speakers, different ministry leaders, some business leaders, um, where I, I found that a lot of most people know what they need to do. Mm -hmm. And they actually they have too many ideas of what they need to do. And so the two key um, pieces of input that they need are number one, sorting through those ideas and figuring out what to do next. And then number two is somebody holding them accountable to actually do what they've committed to do. Yeah. So I, I do a lot of what I call tough grace accountability coaching, um, where I help you figure out a plan for your month. And mm -hmm. then I contact you every week to make sure that you're staying on your plan and doing what you, um, what you committed to do. Yeah. And so it's, you know, when people think about accountability, they either think of the cheerleader who's just saying, oh, yay, great, no matter what, you did a great job, it's okay if you can do that, you know, whatever, the cheerleader, or they think of the drill, the drill sergeant who's like beating you up and shaming you for not doing what you were supposed to do. And I try to come somewhere in between that um, and be um, tough enough to say, you're going to, you know, I'm not going to let you stay where you are, mm. but gracious enough to know that, you know, life throws us curveballs and our job is to figure out how to move past them and yes. not let those things defeat us. So I do that group coaching. Um, I do one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, um, accountability coaching, and then I have a group um, mastermind where we um, have a community of women who are focused on learning how to create intentional plans to um, make progress on their goals and projects. Mm -hmm. um, and in a, in a sweet community, they hold each other accountable to do what they've said they're going to do. Ah, I love that. So very important. And what's the best way for people to get in contact with you, Krista? Um, you can find me on my, the website is doanewthing.com. Uh, do a new thing is the name of the business. So uh, yeah, do a new thing.com. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook under um, do a new thing. Yeah. Fabulous. One of the things that I do for all of my guests, and I'd be so honored to do this for you as well, Krista, is just to finish the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for Absolutely. you today? All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Krista today and to through her story and her journey and her testimony 
constantly be reminded that you know sometimes in life um, you put challenges there not to to um, to challenge us in a negative way but rather to say child you are ready now I've been developing you for a new season in 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 the way that you're going to be using the gifts and strengths that I've blessed you for so father we thank you that you have been with Krista that she has walked this journey that you have leaned in and supported her and now that she is starting to be able to use her gifts and strengths in other uh, projects and other businesses and and certainly in the work that she is doing father we just want to continue to uphold her in our prayers will you continue to be there with her continue to build her business for her and and really get out there with such an important message that we share today we also want to pray for the people who are listening today that may be going through and own their own season of, of challenges of questioning what next lord what next we lean into them too and give them the comfort the strength the peace that we know only through jesus um, we can achieve father we just want to thank you for this time together and uh, just ask this in the precious name of jesus amen amen thank you thank so you much so much for coming on the show krista and sharing your message today i've, I've really been inspired and blessed by it thank you You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.